Today is the 12th day of February. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is wonderful to be here with you today. We greet this shiny, sparkly new week from the land of the Galilee, where we will head out for our second day in this region. We had a great time yesterday, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But let's dive into the scriptures for today, which is why we have gathered around the global campfire. We've got a brand new week. We'll read from the contemporary English version this week. And obviously, picking up where we left off yesterday... Which leads us back into the book of Exodus today, chapter 34, verse 1 through 35, verse 9. One day, the Lord said to Moses, Cut two flat stones like the first ones I made, and I will write on them the same commandments that were on the two you broke. Be ready tomorrow morning to come up Mount Sinai and meet me at the top. No one is to come with you or to be on the mountain at all. Don't even let the sheep and cattle graze at the foot of the mountain. So Moses cut two flat stones like the first ones, and early the next morning he carried them to the top of Mount Sinai, just as the Lord had commanded. The Lord came down in a cloud and stood beside Moses there on the mountain. God spoke his holy name, the Lord. Then he passed in front of Moses and called out, I am the Lord God. I am merciful and very patient with my people. I show great love and I can be trusted. I keep my promises to my people forever, but I also punish anyone who sins. When people sin, I punish them and their children, and also their grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Moses quickly bowed down to the ground and worshipped the Lord. He prayed, Lord, if you really are pleased with me, I pray that you will go with us. It is true that these people are sinful and rebellious, but forgive our sin and let us be your people. The Lord said, I promise to perform miracles for you that have never been seen anywhere on earth. Neighboring nations will stand in fear and know that I was the one who did these marvelous things. I will force out the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. But you must do what I command you today. Don't make treaties with any of those people. If you do, it will be like falling into a trap. Instead, you must destroy their altars and tear down their sacred poles they use in the worship of the goddess Asherah. I demand your complete loyalty. You must not worship any other god. Don't make treaties with the people there, or you will soon find yourselves worshiping their gods and taking part in their sacrificial meals. Your men will even marry their women and be influenced to worship their gods. 
Don't make metal images of gods. Don't fail to observe the festival of thin bread in the month of Abib. Obey me and eat bread without yeast for seven days during Abib, because that is the month you left Egypt. The firstborn males of your families and of your flocks and herds belong to me. You can save the life of a firstborn donkey by sacrificing a lamb. If you don't, you must break the donkey's neck. You must save every firstborn son. Bring an offering every time you come to worship. Work for six days and rest on the seventh day. Even during the seasons for plowing and harvesting, Celebrate the harvest festival each spring when you start harvesting your wheat and celebrate the festival of shelters each autumn when you pick your fruit. Your men must come to worship me three times a year because I am the Lord God of Israel. As you advance, I will force the nations out of your land and enlarge your borders then no one will try to take your property when you come to worship me these three times each year. When you sacrifice an animal on the altar, don't offer bread made with yeast and don't save any part of the Passover meal for the next day. I am the Lord your God and you must bring the first part of your harvest to the place of worship. Don't boil a young goat in its mother's milk. The Lord told Moses to put these laws in writing as part of his agreement with Israel. Moses stayed on the mountain with the Lord for 40 days and nights without eating or drinking, and he wrote down the Ten Commandments, the most important part of God's agreement with his people. Moses came down from Mount Sinai carrying the Ten Commandments. His face was shining brightly because the Lord had been speaking to him. But Moses did not know at first that his face was shining. When Aaron and the others looked at Moses, they saw this and they were afraid to go near him. Moses called out for Aaron and the leaders to come to him and he spoke with them. And the rest of the people of Israel gathered around Moses and he gave them the laws that the Lord had given him on Mount Sinai. The face of Moses kept shining and after he had spoken with the people, he covered his face with a veil. Moses would always remove the veil when he went into the sacred tent to speak with the Lord. And when he came out, he would tell the people everything the Lord had told him to say. They could see that his face was still shining. So after he had spoken with them, he would put the veil back on and leave it on until the next time he went to speak with the Lord. Moses called together the people of Israel and told them that the Lord had said, You have six days in which to do your work, but the seventh day must be dedicated to me, your Lord, as a day of rest. Whoever works on the Sabbath will be put to death. Don't even build a cooking fire at home on the Sabbath. Moses told the people of Israel that the Lord had said, I will welcome an offering from anyone who wants to give something. You may bring gold, silver, or bronze, blue, purple, or red wool, fine linen, goat hair, 
tanned ramskin or fine leather, acacia wood, olive oil for the lamp, sweet-smelling spices for the oil of dedication and for the incense, or onyx stones, or other gems for the sacred vest and breastpiece. Matthew 27 15 through 31 During Passover, the governor always freed a prisoner chosen by the people. At that time, a well-known terrorist named Jesus Barabbas was in jail. So when the crowd came together, Pilate asked them, Which prisoner do you want me to set free? Do you want Jesus Barabbas? Or Jesus, who is called the Messiah? Pilate knew the leaders had brought Jesus to him because they were jealous. While Pilate was judging the case, his wife sent him a message. It said, Don't have anything to do with that innocent man. I have had nightmares because of him. But the chief priests and the leaders convinced the crowds to ask for Barabbas to be set free and for Jesus to be killed. Pilate asked the crowd again, Which of these two men do you want me to set free? Barabbas, they shouted. Pilate asked them, What am I to do with Jesus, who is called the Messiah? They all yelled, Nail him to a cross. Pilate answered, But what crime has he done? Nail him to a cross, they yelled even louder. Pilate saw that there was nothing he could do and that the people were starting to riot. So he took some water and washed his hands in front of them and said, I won't have anything to do with killing this man. You are the ones doing it. Everyone answered, We and our own families will take the blame for his death. Pilate set Barabbas free. Then he ordered his soldiers to beat Jesus with a whip and nail him to a cross. The governor's soldiers led Jesus to the fortress and brought together the rest of the troops. They stripped off Jesus' clothes and put a scarlet robe on him. They made a crown out of thorn branches and placed it on his head, and they put a stick in his right hand. The soldiers knelt down and pretended to worship him. They made fun of him and shouted, Hey! You king of the Jews. Then they spit on him. They took the stick from him and beat him on the head with it. When the soldiers had finished making fun of Jesus, they took off the robe. They put his own clothes back on him and led him off to be nailed to a cross. Psalm 33, 12 through 22. The Lord blesses each nation that worships only Him. He blesses His chosen ones. The Lord looks at the world from His throne in heaven and He watches us all. The Lord gave us each a mind, and nothing we do can be hidden from Him. 
Mighty armies alone cannot win wars for a king. Great strength by itself cannot keep a soldier safe. In war, the strength of a horse cannot be trusted to take you to safety. But the Lord watches over all who honor him and trust his kindness. He protects them from death and starvation. We depend on you, Lord, to help and protect us. You make our hearts glad because we trust you, the only God. Be kind and bless us. We depend on you. Proverbs 9, 1 through 6. Wisdom has built her house with its seven columns. She has prepared the meat and set out the wine. Her feast is ready. She has sent her servant women to announce her invitation from the highest hills. Everyone who is ignorant or foolish is invited. All of you are welcome to my meats and wine. If you want to live, give up your foolishness and let understanding guide your steps. Father, we thank you for your word and we thank you for this brand new week that is out before us. We ask that you lead and direct each of our steps and that we would be aware of your presence, that we would slow down and pay attention and heed the voice of wisdom in our lives. And even as we are here in the Galilee region and walking in your footsteps, draw us deeper, we pray, whether we are here actually touring the land or whether we are just here as the community virtually appreciating this journey, lead us deeper. Jesus, awaken our hearts to what you were teaching and how it is that we are to look at ourselves and our lives and our brothers and sisters all over the earth. Come Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus we ask in all of this, Amen. Okay, so we spent our first Sabbath, which was yesterday, here in the land of the Bible, here in the Galilee region, and we began to explore, now that we've gotten gotten into this region and are able to kind of camp out here for a few days, Having a base of operations at one place, we can kind of spoke out and explore the, this, this part of the country. And so we drove about an hour away from here to a place called Cana, a famous place for the first miraculous sign of Jesus, turning water into wine at a wedding celebration. And so there are a number of of different uh, places, different churches kind of centered in a specific region there in Cana, commemorating, commemorating this spot and this miracle. 
And so uh, we went to one of those and we're able to look around and enjoy just uh, the fact that we're in Cana, but also to um, observe wedding renewal celebration among the community here, which is always a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful time. Just to see all the, the couples standing there and really just appreciate the effort that has gone into staying together and being married and um, two becoming one over a lifetime and the centuries of marriage represented uh, among all of the couples. And so Jill and I were able to kind of walk through a wedding renewal celebration and participate together and uh, just really be there be there in the moment together and with everybody else appreciating each other. So we did that and uh, then moved on from Cana to Nazareth and uh, we went to Mount Precipice. This is a place that traditionally represents um, the story where Jesus comes home to Nazareth after having been tempted in the wilderness uh, by Satan. He comes back to Nazareth and announces his ministry, which uh, causes a debate. And uh, the people of Nazareth think they have Jesus figured out and they know him and they, they want to see signs and wonders. They want him to do some magic for them so he can prove himself. And that eventually gets into a debate that eventually gets Jesus to a cliff and he's going to be pushed off the cliff, but then he passes right through them and moves on their way. And so Mount Precipice commemorates this. There's no X marks the spot for something like this. But this is one of the cliff faces, one of the only cliff faces in that area. And it's just a fantastic biblical view from there. There's so much to see. Uh, the in Well, I don't know about the entire, but a very, very large portion of the Jezreel Valley, which is so, uh, so significant in the scriptures as a landmark. And within that valley are a number of things like Mount Tabor, which, um, which harkens back to the judge Deborah, the only female judge of Israel. It's also one of the places that many believe the transfiguration of Jesus took place. And then there's Mount Gilboa and the story of Saul, the first king of Israel and his death. The story of Gideon takes place there. Uh, there's Mount Carmel at the other side of the valley. And down there at the other side of the valley by Mount Carmel, we have, you know, Armageddon. Megiddo is situated over there. And so the valley of Armageddon. And so there's just a lot of biblical history and I'm barely scratching the surface. It was windy up there. It was a windy day around the Galilee. Uh, a little brisk, but sunny and beautiful and uh, really lovely. So we looked, looked at the view of the Jezreel Valley and considered the story and considered what pushes us to the edge and uh, what it would take to just pass right through that and move on our way. And then we did move on our way and went into Nazareth for lunch and had some lunch and then headed back to the Sea of Galilee, 
Uh, and then on the eastern side of the Sea of Galilee, so we had to go all the way around and the eastern side to a place called Kersey. This is a place that marks the spot where Jesus came over to sort of the, the land of the Gerizines or the Gadarenes, a Gentile part of the lake, and he comes over to the other side, passes through a storm that's going to capsize the ship, calms the sea, and then when they arrive on the beach, there's a naked man running down the beach um, yelling at him, why are you interfering with me? And he's demon-possessed, and there's a legion of demons that get cast into a herd of swine and run down and drown in the lake. Meanwhile, the man is set free, and word spreads fast, and people come from all the villages around, and there's a Decapolis city, Hippos Susita, over there, and so word would have spread, and people come down and see what's going on and see the swine and see the man who was crazy actually yield and restored in his right mind. And, and they asked Jesus to leave. And we talked about that. We talked about how we do that and what that looks like in our own lives and allowed that to be a moment and took some time to just walk the grounds. It's not super large, but it's super interesting and really, really lovely, very beautiful and serene. And so we took some moments to catch our breath. It's been uh, hard charging for several days. And then we drove up to the top of the Golan Heights and uh, there's a really wonderful view there of the Sea of Galilee where we can see the Decapolis city of Hippos, Susita, which is uh, undergoing quite a bit of archaeological preservation and ex exploration right now. And so we're able to see that and have a unique view of the Sea of Galilee from up above before coming back down uh, and heading to the hotel and having a moment to rest and refresh before dinner and then uh, our... Our Facebook Live broadcast last night, which always knits us together as a community, and it's a beautiful time to just share experiences, reflections on the journey thus far. And so a great day, a, f a great first day in the Galilee. Today, we will head into the North Country and find ourselves as far north as we can go which will complete uh, one of the missions, which is to go north, south, east, and west in this land. And we began on the west at the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and then went all the way down through the wilderness to the Red Sea, which is as far south as you can go. And then came up the east side of the desert and ended up at the Jordan River, which is the border with the country of Jordan. So that's as far east as you can go. And then came up into the Galilee and we'll go as far north as we can go today. But as I have said before, can't really tell you until it happens. And so we'll talk about that after we do it. But we are, are having a wonderful time. And thank you for your continued prayers. We'll continue to post updates on social media pictures. And so you can see kind of where we are, what it looks like and follow along with the trip. 
If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, thank you. Uh, thank you humbly for your partnership. If we weren't in this together, we wouldn't be in this at all, and so thank you. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner for the mailing address. It's P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hello, my name is River Joy. This is my first time calling in to the prayer line. And I just wanted to ask for prayer because I'm in a period of my life right now where life has just been really hard for a really long time. And I really trust God and I know that he's going to deliver me from this. And I know it's just a time for me of patience, just like, you know, in the wilderness. But I am... Some days it's just really hard to keep hiking and keep making it through. And I I really do trust the Lord. And I know it's, it's a lesson on patience, but I'm just asking for prayer to help me get through this time because sometimes I feel like I'm running out of endurance. So if you guys could just keep me in your thoughts and prayers and ask the Lord to, to lift me out of this wilderness and, and help me make it through. And I'm praying for all of you as well. And thank you for listening. And thank you for caring. And God bless you all. Hi-de-ho, siblings. It is I, your little sis, his little Cherie in Canada. I'm calling today to ask you to pray for me. I am starting some counseling because there are some dysfunctional ways that I deal with conflict and uh, other relational dynamics. And I'm also taking a course from my church, starting that this week, on how to have healthy relationships. So this is really scary for me um, because these dysfunctional ways that I deal with stuff, um, they're long-standing, what? They're long-standing. They stand long. They've been going on for a long time. So I'm really feeling angsty about the whole thing. Um, But I know that God's leading me to do this. And so here we go. Here we go, guys. I'm doing it. And I'm proud of myself for doing it. It's a brave thing to do. And I'm grateful that God has given me the courage to at least step out and begin. So my prayer is that I would continue to Accept this invitation to do something hard. Um, And I know that in the end, it will be worth it. So thank you for your prayers. Love you guys. Hi, this is for Grandpa Bob. This is Kathy from New Hampshire, new every morning. And I just wanted to let you know that I had noticed that you had been missing 
When I first started listening, maybe six, seven years ago, you called in a little more often. And every time that you called, I would just have this feeling wash over me, just like, oh, I wish I had a Grandpa Bob in my life, and what would it be like if everybody had a Grandpa Bob in their life? And I just thank you for calling in. It's good to hear from you. And I'm going to lift up your wife, Marlene. Lord God, we lift Marlene up to you, and we pray for her recovery from her hip surgery. We pray that she be up and walking about, and they be taking walks together, Lord God, as soon as possible. And Jesus, we just ask, he asked for um, another year to add on to their 51 years, but we ask for many more years for this couple, Lord God, and that they be able to spend the rest of their lives together. We ask this in Jesus' name. He asked for a blessing upon Bob and Marlene. And thank you, Lord God, for answering my prayer. I was hoping that you would call, and it was great to hear from you. Amen. Good morning, and God bless you all, the DAB family. This is Aaron from Vegas. Haven't called in in a while. But I just want to lift up marriages today. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for every marriage. We pray for marriages that are struggling today, Father God, and we pray that you will have your way in them. Bring them back together, Lord. We pray for a spirit of reconciliation in every marriage, Lord God. We come against the spirit of abuse, whether it's emotional, whether it's psychological, whether it's physical, whether it's sexual. Lord, we pray for unity in the spirit. We pray for the fruit of the spirit to take place in every marriage, Father God. We pray for a spirit of forgiveness, Lord God. We pray that people will be united with each other, that there will be love in their relationships, Father, so they could be an example to their children and to the community, Father God. Give us, oh Lord, that marriage, that that, that relationship that you have with the church, Lord. In the name of Jesus, help us to, to blend together and to work together, Father God. We pray for marriages that are struggling spiritually, financially, in the name of Jesus. We pray for marriages that, that one spouse or maybe both spouses are sick physically sick, Lord God, or mentally sick. We pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come against the spirit of divorce. We come against the spirit of separation. We come against the spirit of arguing and fighting, Lord God. And we just pray, Father God, that you would have your way in every single marriage, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Oh God, take away the spirit of fear and intimidation as couples pray for their marriage and pray about their marriage, Father God. Remind them that you've given them love, power, and a sound mind. And we thank you for these things in advance, Lord, in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Hi, my DAB family. This is your sister, Ashley, from California. And I just wanted to come on here and I wanted to say thank you to Brian um, because there are no coincidences. That's not the way God works. He has a plan and his providence just works that way. And I just wanted to say thank you for the teaching today on February 7th about um, Jesus teaching the parables about being ready to go but willing to stay. My great grandmommy Mattel, she used to say, um, you have to, I'm, I'm ready to go, but I'm willing to stay. And so it is about having your heart be ready 
for the Lord and, and taking care of people. And I loved that Brian just, that was such, that was so encouraging. And all the prayers from today, oh, you guys just bless my socks off. So I just wanted to say thank you for that. And I also wanted to come on here and ask for prayer and also just thank God because the outpouring of love that this family has demonstrated, oh, guys, you don't even know. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, but our family is just, it's a season of overwhelm with all the illnesses and trying to make it through a day at a time and being utterly dependent on the Lord. So if you could just please keep us in your prayers, like overwhelmed with work, overwhelmed with people getting sick, overwhelmed with uh, just all sorts of things. So please keep my family in your prayers and yeah. Thank you, DAB family. I love you. And I am praying beside you guys and standing in the gap. And just God bless you guys. Bye.